Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What modern technology has made your life worse? The ability, it, not specifically phones, the ability to ha- have someone mobile order Starbucks on an app. Because when you remove that direct person-to-person interaction, you remove the possibility for shame. So you can just order like a Lord of the Rings trilogy long like drink modification, add banana, add 14 pumps of whatever, add three scoops of chocolate chips. And I'm like, all right, Michael, (laughs) I don't know why you've ordered this. And then you make it and then they don't come to pick it up because they went to the store on Somerville Ave and now Somerville Ave has to deal with that monster. Ah, you know, it's bad. It's bad and they hate it. Previously in Greater Boston. Hello, Oliver. I hope you're settling comfortably into your new operations center. His office was a fourth floor janitorial closet. Doohickey. I desire clandestine audio. Which red line home would you like to eavesdrop upon? If you would like me to alter my presentation for our interactions... I'm happy to be a British woman for you. I gotta practice with these lockpicks. I'm a pizza geist. He's Matt Damon, I'm Matt Damon's friend, Ben Affleck. We were arrested for loitering in red line without a Charlie permit. Braintree. Peabody. The Underground. Avril. Lowell. Rivia. Guys, food <laughs> truck. Wonderland. Oh, Randolph. Redline. Tuxbury. Former headquarters of Filene's Basement. Floor 26. Washington Street. Downtown Crossing. This is. This is. This is. Greater Boston. This week in Greater Boston. Episode 41. Wake Word. Elsewhere, Ethan is trying a new approach. Huh? Elsewhere from what? We haven't even said where we are yet. Think of it as a faucet. I can fill a glass, or I can flood the house. Right. Uh, meanwhile, right here, Oliver is hard at work, doing what he's been doing these past months. Serving the people of Redline and beyond via the vast Legion Assistant Network. Ah, doohickey. Give me a live audio feed. Random selection. Streaming random selection. Ah, hey, Legion. Yeah, maybe you could help me out with a thing here? Yeah, I've been trying to keep Bertha looking nice and shiny, but I'm worried about scratching the paint, you know, because the bristles on brushes can be real scratchy. Uh, I know I could use, like, a cloth or a, or a rag, like when you when you cut up an old t-shirt for cleaning rags, like that kind of thing. But I just don't got any of those, and it seems like a really silly thing to go spending money on, you know? So I feel like I'm all the way up a creek without a paddle, except it's rags that I need and not paddles. So, you know, rags wouldn't be any use in a rowboat. I assume that I'd have a rowboat. The saying don't say nothing about no rowboat, but if you ain't got a rowboat, then you'd just be sitting in a creek and and getting all wet, and I don't know what you'd even do with that paddle then. Bertha? According to our records, Bertha is the moniker this customer has given to his truck. He's named an inanimate object. Well, that's just... Just as you have assigned me the wake word doohickey. That's useful for 
easing communication. Hmm. Never mind. Just tell him to use our car wash service for, uh, Bertha. Generating ad for Legion brand car washing service. Incorporating affectionate anthropomorphization. Well, friend, you should take Bertha to a Legion Laser car cleanse kiosk. Legion Laser offers brushless automotive dry cleaning guaranteed to pamper your four-wheel drive princess just like she deserves. By disintegrating individual dirt particles with our patented micro-laser targeting technology, Legion will give Bertha a medical-grade disinfection guaranteed to leave her finish bright and 100% scratch-free. Make a reservation today for one free deodorizing interior fumigation with your first laser cleaning. Ah! Well, that, that sounds real good. It's like I always say, when you got a good truck... Disconnect stream. Like Disconnected. He's been doing this job for months. One inane request after another. Suggesting movies, selling books, delivering ads for Taco Leak and Burger Drop. Even giving advice and answering trivia. But Why? What purpose was he serving? Apparently, I'm just a glorified car wash salesman now. Clarification. Would you like me to change your designation to car wash salesman? No, I most assuredly would not. Acknowledged. I will continue to call you Oliver. Good. Let's at least try to maintain an illusion of dignity while we proceed with my degradation. Matt Damon simply shakes his head. No. What? 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 Is that meant to be some sort of zen cone? Is this a job interview? No. Doohickey. Stream another. Streaming random selection. Hey, Penny, what's up to? The information I have access to is... Widely available in some ways, though tapping into it can be overwhelming. I have no idea what you're talking about, and I'm getting thoroughly bored with your inscrutable musings on whatever it is you're talking about. This may be the least interesting conversation I've yet encountered. If the house floods, I might drown. You're... Not actually talking to me, are you? You're mostly somewhere else. That's it, isn't it? A word Rolodex. That's not even remotely what a Rolodex is for. Going about their business with their dingles dangling. Wherever you are, I certainly hope you know how ridiculous you sound. Even if I can't reap the pleasures of your humiliation... I suppose I should treat this as an opportunity. I can finally conduct my business without your meddling and interruptions. That's precisely what I've wanted, isn't it? Sigh. Why indulge in self-deception? Of course that's not precisely what I've wanted. It's been gratifying to have a nemesis. At once an audience to appreciate my maneuvers and machinations... And a foil to test my metal. I'm sorry, I really still don't know what it is. Fuck, I don't know. You want a definition, ask Chuck? Well, that was illuminating. Okay, increasing illumination. What? No, no, that's too bright. Lower the lights. Okay, decreasing illumination. Infernal machine. Clarification, do you want to change my wake word from doohickey to infernal machine? Yes. Yes, I do. Acknowledged. From now on, 
You can call me Infernal Machine. How would you like to assist our customers? Let's just provide them with a definition of Rolodex. Rolodex, noun. A rotating desktop card index used primarily for organizing professional contact details. Definition courtesy of LegionLanguage.com. Shut up, Legion. No one asked you. Elsewhere, Ethan is trying a new approach. This is where you went? Why are you narrating Ethan? He's clearly one of mine. I... I'm not sure. I think he did something. It was... unpleasant. Well, let's see then. Ahem. Ethan was having a good day, tinkering with the minds of his cheese robots, poking at the network of thought channels that linked them across the entire system of Redline, the system he'd tapped into via that astonishing crystal ball, the one with the tedious little man inside. And he'd made new connections, or rather he'd discovered the power of the gaps between the connections. Aha, when cheese is strained, the way is clear of mind. Inspiration bubbles among the curds, rises up, then strikes. For Swiss to please, add gas, then mind the gaps. Just as piles of girders without blueprints do not a tower build, strands of silk stretch taut patternlessly, make no web. Behold, into the warp and weft it weaves. Arrangement is key. A web is countless planes of empty space. The spider sets the trap with room for flies. Hmm. Emptiness reeks of wasted space, yet absence must always precede arrival. The Buddhist's egg is hollow, thus divine. How else to craft a web if not from empty space? Reverse the ratio percussively. A a spoon will do. The egg will crack when struck. A fracture webs, fault lines frame tectonic plates, and thus the world moves pangeically. The cracks replace the strands. The space is filled. It was revolutionary. Once again, he found himself astonished by his own genius as he considered the repercussions. The next step in distributed data and processing. No data islands hemmed by silent seas. It's so obvious. The mind is the shell of knowledge cracked for flow, each in its own distinctly fractured way. The truth of ball and bot and ghost and man. Once I inscribe the mind with mindful space, the mind will be self-entwined, and thus entwined, the self can be relined. Ah, I see we've finally landed on Technobabble. I'm surprised these channels aren't called... Jeffrey's tubes. Ethan doesn't care for Star Trek. It's too socialist. Now, let's just try this. I know that. Is this currently dead? Is this a job? Is this a job? Asked that already. The answer is still no. I work in the publishing industry for several years. I am currently dead. 
Interesting. Interesting. The breakthrough has broken, a mind cracked open, and so the real work begins. The question now is which cracks which and how? Does feedback loop or simply echo? The mirror links, but symmetries must sync. How adorable. He's so excited he slipped into rhyme. I am a semi-omniscient spirit, trapped in a magical crystal. But like, a lot of these apartments were really tiny, you know? Not everyone needs us. Indeed it is, my friend. Indeed it is. Infernal Machine. Play another clandestine feed. Streaming random selection from the home of Wanda McIntosh. Well, that's one more day wasting at the bowling alley. Christ. Who the hell even goes bowling anymore? Fucking bowlers, that's who. Fuckers. You know what, Delilah? Only thing ever made bowling worth the shit was the cigarette vending machines next to the video games. God, I miss cigarette vending machines. Whole fucking country's gone to shit without them. I wish Joe Campbell would run for mayor. Now that's a guy I could vote for. Oh yes, we should have to consider running a cartoon dromedary in the next election cycle. I mean, only if Jesus ain't running. Obviously, I'd always vote for Jesus. Then Joe Campbell next. Hey, are you hungry, Delilah? I'm hungry. Not that I got the energy to do any cooking. Shit. I want too many fucking problems. Just like that crazy Russian broad at the train station said, Light of the working class. Light of the working class. And all that crummy crap. Hmm? I should give her a call. See how she's doing. Ain't seen her since casino night at the church. Anyway, what's a fucking pearl supposed to do about dinner? Infernal Machine. Broadcast a commercial for Pizza Ghost from the intercom in this resident's home. One highlighting convenience for the working class. Acknowledged. Generating thematically appropriate advertisement now. In Redline... Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are awaiting instructions in the city's first recording studio. As community service for their transgressions against Redline, they are to spend 10 hours each day recording commercials for Redline and Redline's corporate partner, Legion, and its many subsidiaries. Calling this work community service was questionable at best, but both actors agreed that it was still preferable to sitting in jail. So now they sat here, awaiting their call to action. What mass franchise chain or predatory consumer service would they be advertising next? Prouder Chowder? The Hostile Architecture Emporium? The Learning Institute for Earnings Studies? And here it is, a fresh script algorithmically tailored to the customer in question and still hot from the printer. Ow! Ow! Ouch! Ben Affleck blows on his fingers to cool the sting, then offers the second copy to Matt Damon. But Matt Damon simply shakes his head. No. Matt Damon must be free to follow his muse. And even in these strange circumstances, Matt Damon must do what Matt Damon must do. The two actors check that their mics are hot and begin their broadcast. I, Ben Affleck, am hungry. My friend, Matt Damon, is also hungry. Just listen to his gurgly tum-tum. But whatever should we eat? And which of us shall prepare this meal? We both are weary from our hard day of productive labor and thus feel incapable of personal decisions regarding food selection. 
I fear that our unremitting hunger is inevitable. It doesn't have to be. What? What being is this that speaks to us? I cannot perceive the source of this voice with my eyes. Do you like pizza? Is it necessary to ask? Are we not humans who experience the sensation of flavor? Well, then have a look in your kitchen. My friend, Matt Damon, please correct me if I'm mistaken, but there appears to be a fresh hot pizza adorned with our favorite toppings waiting atop our kitchen table. Hark, I am not mistaken. This pizza is indeed corporally present, and if my olfactory senses are equally accurate, I anticipate that it will be delicious to eat. But however did it come to be here? It's from Pizza Ghost, now serving red line 24 hours a day, six days a week. Our Pizza Guys will deliver right to your kitchen table. You don't even need to order the pizza. We'll just know. What do you think, Matt Damon? The wonders of Pizza Ghost are manifold. First, there is the revolutionary convenience of predictive delivery. How do they achieve this miracle of culinary conjuring? It is a mystery to all, save those who know. Should we even question? Of course, we should question. We should always question. But we must accept that we will not always be privy to answers. Second, there is the phenomenon of flavor, oregano, garlic, and tomato, that hallmark of Italian cuisine since its arrival in Europe in the 16th century. Unspeakable tragedy paved the way for tomatoes to journey from the Americas under colonial occupation to the tomatoless wretches of Italy, and then back again to land atop this crispy crust. The flavors entwine until each bite offers a melange of satisfaction. Yum. And third, there is the pizza geist itself. That shadowy embodiment of pizza's past, present, and future. Who are they? Unknown. Where do they come from? Unknown. What do they want? To delight you with a perfectly timed manifestation of hot and delicious pizza loaded with all of your favorite toppings. You may never see the Pizza Geist, but soon enough, the Pizza Geist will be a cherished member of your community. Such are the wonders of Pizza Ghost. Is there a Pizza Ghost pizza on its way to you right now? No. The pizza is already here. It is inside your house. It waits for you. Enjoy it. Pizza Ghost is a subsidiary of Legion Inc. 
This advertisement has been brought to you by Legion's proprietary neural network authorship process. Legion, anticipating human needs through close observation and constant presence today and every day. All offers invalid on Wednesdays. Okay, so this was a real weird gig. It was going fine, Vincenzo thought, but it was weird. Breaking into people's houses was something you were supposed to get in trouble for, you know? But here he was, doing it a dozen times each day, and everyone was just totally cool with it. It was kind of a thrill, actually. Get in, leave some evidence of your passing, then just disappear. Like, poof. Mm, gotcha. Cool. It was one thing to break in when no one was home. That sort of made sense. People got home from work, they were hungry, and it was... Real nice to find hot food ready and waiting. Can't just leave it on the stoop or to get cold or stolen, right? Gotta put it inside. Whatever. Anybody home? No? Okie dokes. Coming in with pizza. But the policy was that a pizza geist had to deliver straight to the kitchen table without making anyone come to the door, no matter what. Delivering to a party wasn't so bad where people were coming and going anyway, but... Walking into a house where people were watching TV, mopping, doing homework, whatever. Just heading straight for the kitchen without talking to anybody was just, like, antisocial or something. It felt not right. Living room? No. Bathroom? Bedroom? Oh, here it is! On three separate occasions, he'd walked into people's houses to find them walking around totally starkers. Just going about their business with their... Dingles dangling like he wasn't even there. One lady was playing the accordion. Naked. Like, what? Oh, no table? And that was the other weird thing. His instructions were to leave the pizza on the kitchen table. Not the dining room table, not the kitchen counter. The kitchen table and nowhere but the kitchen table. But like, a lot of these apartments were real tiny, you know. The ones on the train cars were the worst. But even these station apartments had tiny little kitchens that were like, you know, tiny. Tiny, tiny. Okay, here we go. Bam! It's a table. What the fuck is that? Oh, hey! I got your pizza. Uh, why is it all the way up there? Uh, well, see, the rule is, I gotta put it on a kitchen table. I don't got a kitchen table. I live in a fucking train station. You think I got room for a second table? Yeah, that's why I carry these tray tables on my back. I drop a pizza off at a house with no kitchen table. I set one of these things up in the kitchen real quick and put the pizza on it. Dunzo, pizza on the kitchen table. But why do you put the table on my counter? Yeah, it's not like a perfect solution. There wasn't really any place in the kitchen large enough for the table, only the counter, so... So you're not allowed to put the pizza on my counter, but you're allowed to put the tray table on the counter? With the pizza up on top of the tray table? Yeah. That's fucking stupid. I mean, like, that's just the policy. I gotta follow the rules. Well, Mr. Pizza Guy. Pizza Geist. In case you ain't noticed, I'm fucking short. How the fuck am I supposed to get a pizza down from there without getting fucking pizza on my fucking head? Um, have you got a stepladder? Yeah, I do. All right, that'll work. Now get the fuck out of my house. Awesome. Another successful delivery for Vincenzo the Pizza Geist. 
What modern technology has made your life worse? The cell phone and text messaging. Anytime I text anyone, it's like a full sentence, a full conversation, and their like response back is like, KK, do you mean okay? Question mark. And they're like, Denise, please stop. Smartphones, I am in e-learning environment, so I have to be connected to it. I love it because it takes care of some inequalities in, in education and access is easier. But I don't see any positive thing when it creates barriers to person-to-person -person contacts. I actually have to look up the codes. Okay, L-M-D-F-F-O? How's it out? Google. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that was just an example. I oh, have no okay. idea. Sometimes it's not welcomed. People think like, why didn't you send email instead of coming and knocking on my door? Because how many times I can transfer my feelings with words? I think words come to you with different feelings. If you are angry, you may be reading it differently than I wrote. Text messaging is awful for tone. Mm. You never know. And then when someone's screaming at you in caps, you're like, why are you yelling at me? And they're just like, no, I'm excited. And I'm like, then why would you just put an exclamation point? I always use punctuation in my text messages. And like my best friend actually told me, she was like, Denise, you're the only person that I write to in full sentences in text messages. And it's because I know that you appreciate it. And I was like, I appreciate you for knowing that about me. I have a 23 year old car that gets better gas mileage than any modern car out now. That should not be the norm. So really just cars. And GPS. Because I used to have been able to read and know like directions without pulling out like a map or the GPS. Now I lost like my sense of direction. Teslas. It makes it harder to bike in a city that's already really hard to bike. It's the um, the quietness on the road. There's this sense of aggression. Uh, I've, I've definitely had Teslas like sneak up on me like a stalker. It's creepy. Indeed. Oliver's effort had paid off. But for what? One pizza sold? The inefficiency was standing by for two minutes at Harvard. Oliver lacked vision. Infernal machine, give me another subject. Someone consequential this time. I know exactly whom to give him. I thought these were random. Let's say semi-random, with the odds massaged a bit for my amusement. Isn't this supposed to be about business? My dear Leon, if there's one thing you should know about me by now, it's that I always mix business with pleasure. Shuttle buses, Friday afternoon through Sunday evening. This will be good. Trust me. Never. Elsewhere, Ethan was trying a new approach to ice cream. Oh. Oh, we've moved forward. To celebrate the progress made today, I made an ice cream just as bold and new. An innovation is an idea that changes the course of life, and today I've crafted two. Cognition modeled on the form of cheese. None else could do what I dare in the realm of mind, machine, and metaphysics, nor will be matched in feats of flavor. The ice cream, too, is graced by cheese of blue. Ah, I adore my brilliance. 
Blue cheese ice cream? He really is a villain, isn't he? Yes, but not for that. It's not even a new idea. I've made blue cheese ice cream. You can easily find a dozen recipes on the internet. Most of them add pears. You've been completely useless all day. But now that we're talking about blue cheese ice cream, you're perfectly lucid all of a sudden? It's not the only time. It comes and goes. This still needs something. We've salt enough, but Balance wants some sweet. Pears, maybe. Aha, uh -huh. now who's being creepy? Still you. Mm, yeah, you're right. Back at Legion headquarters, Oliver was still hard at work, checking in on another valued Legion customer. The next train to Ashmont is now arriving. And there you go again. Streaming live from the home of Professor Paul Montgomery Kelmsworth, informally known as the mayor of the Red Line, prior to the incorporation of Red Line. I don't hear anything. Paul Montgomery is currently reading a book in silence. Ah, well then, there's our product. We'll just need to prod him towards a purchase. Review his calendar for suitable events, and feed him a reminder. Acknowledged. Reminder from the calendar of Paul Montgomery. Vincenzo's birthday this Saturday. Oh, thank you, Roanoke. Books are popular gift items. I can place an order for you directly from barnbucketbooks.com, a Legion subsidiary. <gasps> All right. Are you able to recommend something? I think he'd like a book about lockpicking. Please have your parole pass, Fuji badge, or other documentation of right to entry ready before entering the station. I see. Let's try this one. I recommend the Totally Legal Guide to Totally Legal Lockpicking by Author Anonymous for your first selection. User ratings give it 4.8 stars. Perfect. I'll take that one. And while I'm ordering, I could use a book for myself about... Absent fathers of adult children who are trying to not be absent anymore. This one gave Oliver pause. <laughs> yes, I'd expect it would. Ada. Where was Ada now? In Providence, of course, with Autumn. But where precisely? On the couch, watching television? In his room, doing homework? On a stage somewhere, doing one of his strange dance routines? When was the last time he'd seen Ada? But that was a concern for later, for when he wasn't on the clock keeping a customer waiting. The pressing concern in this moment was to pick a book and then sell it. Okay, yes. A list. This this list of titles. Let's, let's just... Uh, let's go with this one. I recommend the Deadbeat Dad's Emergency Guide to Last Chance Redemption, published by Deadbeat Dad's Anonymous NFP. User ratings give it 4.5 stars. The top-rated user review says of this title, My daughter used to hate me until I started following the advice in this book. Now she occasionally tolerates my presence. Thank you, DDA. Well, that's a bit harsh and rather on the nose, but I suppose it fits the bill. I'll take that one too, Roanoke. Thank you. Where would you like these delivered? To my residence in the former headquarters of Filene's Basement at 426 Washington Street, Downtown Crossing, Boston. What? 
but I'm at 426 Washington Street. Yes, you are located at 426 Washington Street. You are Oliver West. Height, 5 foot 5 inches. Weight... Infernal machine. How is he able to afford such rent? Paul Montgomery Kelmsworth does not pay rent. He is living in the offices of Filene's basement secretly and without legal authorization to occupy this space. Well, now... (laughs) Infernal machine, would you please connect me with the man upstairs? Paging the highest office. Please hold. Ah, my cue. Please excuse me. By all means. Hello, Hello, Mr. Mr. West. I trust that you're contacting me because you have some useful bit of intel to report. I do, indeed. And what course of action were you planning to recommend regarding Paul Montgomery Chelmsworth's illegal occupation of the basement of Legion headquarters? Did you know that... that... wait... Ah, damnation! What even is the point of putting me here if you're just going to... Listen in under every utterance? Well, the point is to provoke such utterances, isn't it? I can't very well eavesdrop if there's nothing to hear, now can I? Well, that is a vexing but irrefutably rational answer. Why, thank you. May I ask why you have allowed an entire floor of office space to be occupied by a squatter whose interests are adverse to our own? Well, it's quite simple. I have reserved the pleasure of evicting him until such time as doing so may simultaneously serve my larger plans. Ah, it's a chess move. You're testing Oliver to see whether he's... Or... This is a brain tree train. I see. And while I do respect a good stratagem, however... Yes? Something about stratagems? Oliver felt conflicted. On the one hand, he'd been trying to give a bit more credence to the conscience-based reasoning that Philip had tried to encourage these past years. He felt certain that in this situation... Phil would advise against subjecting a passably decent man to unexpected homelessness. Uh, Nothing. Never mind. Just a a passing thought. Are you certain? If you have a suggestion, always open to ideas. Like your excellent strategy of accepting the deal that allows your nephew freedom in exchange for relinquishing Wonderland. But perhaps with more immediate follow-through. No, I think... Ah! Pardon me, Mr. Businessman. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, what was, was that, that Mr. West? I'm not, not sure I heard you. you. Is everything quite right? It's that blasted janitor again. Don't mind me, Mr. Businessman. Just need to grab a plunger and a bottle of Drano. There's a clog in the 32nd floor bathroom like you wouldn't believe. Oh, a clogged toilet? Oh, dear. Oh, well, you know how these things go, Mr. Computer Voice. One guy drops a real big poop, and the next thing you know, you got poop water everywhere. Please, for the love of all that is holy or otherwise, take the tools you require and get out. Sure thing, Mr. Businessman. Unfortunate intrusion. 
so, so sorry, Mr. Mr. West. Now, now where, where were we? My office. Ah, ah yes, yes, the, the lovely, lovely space, space overlooking the alley. alley. It does not overlook the alley, as it does not have a window through which to look. It is not even an office. You've tasked me with acting as your sinister spy master, but you've given me nothing appropriate to the value or mystique of my role. Meanwhile, you have a secret underground office space, perfectly suited for use as an evil lair. Due to a disabled train at downtown crossing. Oh, that, that is, is a very, very good point, Mr. West. If I take your implication, you're suggesting that now would be a pragmatic moment to evict the self-styled mayor so that you might make better use of that space. Well, it does seem to be the most rational choice. But I mean, if... Uh, I'm not... Sure that I want. Oh, oh no, no it sends your thoughts about, about it, Mr. West. West. You're quite right. And, and I appreciate your candor. I'll, I'll make the arrangements immediately. And I'll, I'll even allow you the satisfaction of delivering the good news. Oh. Uh. Thank you. You're, You're welcome, welcome, Mr. West. And, and I, I do expect you'll impress me with your mechanism of delivery. Conference terminated. Would you like to leave a rating and review for this conference experience? Uh, no. Very well. Happy Thursday, Oliver. Infernal Machine, just give me another subject. Now streaming audio from Community Car 974, departing Davis Square Station. Hey, set wife, how's it hanging? This girl again, she keeps popping up, and yet I don't believe I've narrated her. Have you narrated her? Not everyone needs us. That must be galling for you to admit. Cool. Uh-huh. Whatever, dude. I've met enough used to modest kids to know your whole deal. Nika blames herself for your brother's bullshit, you blame yourself for all Nika's ass brain fuckery, and I bet your boy Leon spent a fuck ton of energy rolling in guilt every time you shit your dick leaping ass side up into another trademarked Dimitri brand shenanigan. Well, why wouldn't it have a singular? It's got a plural, doesn't it? Whatever. I've had too much of a day to get into a whole thing over lexicological bullshit. You will not believe the shit blizzard my school enrollment has turned into. Turns out that scam school for sphincter studies didn't just push CCSCCCC out and take over their space. They absorbed CCSCCCC. Faculty, students, and all. So now they're claiming I'm a matriculated student and they're trying to charge me tuition for stank-ass classes I would never take at that fuck stain of a school that I would never attend. Listen to this. Introduction to Monetary Virtue. Barf. Or this one. Artistic License. Creating NFTs from the intellectual property of others. Oh, oh. This one is the real shit bubble. And I do mean a gargantuan, fart-filled balloon of liquid shit that's just waiting to pop. Mortal Commerce. The modern social science of upselling the bereaved. Does that sound like a class I would ever in a million years intentionally sign up for? Don't even answer that, because no... Obviously, I would not ever set foot in that unwashed taint. So instead of using my time to find someplace halfway decent for my medical residency, I spent my whole day at the registrar's office of fucking lies, trying to withdraw from classes I'm not even in without getting myself fucked by a million different fees for early withdrawal. It's a good thing I'm obnoxiously tenacious, or they'd have left me bankrupt again. I have... No idea what to try to sell to this person. Oliver, 
The package you approved has been delivered to Professor Paul Montgomery Kelmsworth. Ah, good. Let's just check in on him then. Professor Paul Montgomery Chelmsworth was caught completely off guard by the efficiency of BarnBucketBooks.com's order fulfillment system. Your package has been delivered. Already? I just placed my order a few minutes ago. He discovered that he didn't even need to go all the way to his front door. At the center of the small circle containing a microwave oven, electric kettle, camp stove, and other small appliances that served as his kitchen, he found that a tray table had been erected. Atop the tray table was a piping hot pizza. Chelmsworth detected the tantalizing aroma of anchovies and fennel, his favorite pizza toppings. Are you advertising your pizza business while narrating? And right beside it was the package containing the books he'd ordered. Vincenzo? Yeah, Pop? Did you bring a pizza home? No, not me. Must have been some other pizza guys. That guy with the beard works our area. Oh, he stole my tray table trick. Pizza smells good, though. Upon lifting the lid of the pizza box, Chelmsworth was met by a terrible surprise. There was a message neatly spelled out by carefully placed anchovies. Eviction notice? And just below the primary notice... All the fine print of the eviction was written out with fennel seeds. Whoa. Does that mean we're... Uprooted and undomiciled. I can't say where we shall hang our hat, but no longer shall we hang it here. Please gather your belongings before exiting the train. Last stop. Exit. This train is going out of service. Exit the train. Last. Exit. Exit. Stop. 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 Greater Boston is created by Alexander Danner and Jeff Van Driesen with help from T.H. Ponders, Bob Ramunda, and Jordan Stillman. Recording and technical assistance from Mark Harmon. This episode was written and sound designed by Alexander Danner with dialogue editing by Bob Ramunda. Portions of this episode were recorded at the Bridge Sound and Stage with recording engineers Javier Lam and Alex Allenson. This episode featured Braden Lamb as Leon Stamatis and Cheese Robot, Alexander Danner as the narrator, Mike Linden as Oliver West and Marlowe, Bonnie Bogovich as Infernal Machine, Terrell Whirl Jr as Legion Assistant, Rocky Goldman as Jamie, Gabby Hall as Penny, Jordan Higgs as Ethan Bespin and Cheese Robot, Tanya Maloyevich as Wanda McIntosh, Brigham Snow as Ben Affleck, Leslie Gideon as the Spectral Voice, Zach Valenti as Matt Damon, Esther Ellis as Vincenzo Wellington, Joanna Bodnick as Mallory, and James Cavabianco as Professor Paul Montgomery Chelmsworth. Charlie on the MTA is recorded by Emily Peterson and Dirk Tiedi. Sheep on the Boat, recorded by Adrienne Howard, Emily Peterson, and Dirk Teedy. Drums by Jim Johansson. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash greaterboston. Greater Boston is a third site media production. <laughs> I, love, I love reading, Ethan, even though every time I read these, I'm like, oh, I don't know where this line is going. We're just going to find it down. Like, did this rhyme on purpose? Was that intentional? I was like, Ethan doesn't usually rhyme. I know Ethan's written an iambic pentameter, but now I was like, now we're new and blue. And I was like, yeah, sure. Now I'm a Dr. Seuss villain. I'll take it. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
Hello, hello, I'm Malik. I'm Jamie. And this is World Gone Wrong, where we discuss the unprecedented times we're living through. Can your manager still schedule you for night shifts after that werewolf bit you? My ex-boyfriend was replaced by an alien body snatcher, but I think I like him better now. Who is this dude showing up in everyone's old pictures? My friend says the sewer alligators are reading maps now. When did the kudzu start making that humming sound? We are just your normal millennial roommates processing our feelings about a chaotic world in front of some microphones. World Gone Wrong, a new fiction podcast from Audacious Machine Creative, creators of Unwell, a Midwestern Gothic mystery. Learn more at audaciousmachinecreative.com. Find World Gone Wrong in all the regular places you find podcasts. I love you so much. <laughs> I mean, you could like up the energy a little you bit. You could like, up the energy. I actually don't take notes. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You sounded great. So did you. <laughs> <laughs>